Galnet News Digest, 25th of May, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Oracle Starport stabilised. Apex criticised over a no-cancellation rule. Fleet carriers restored to service. The invisible SRV. Beige PM on track to expand. Engineers working for Sirius Incorporated say they have restored the Oracle starport in the Delphi system to a stable orbit. The starport started drifting after its alignment thrusters were damaged last week, and it was feared that it might rapidly deorbit, given the rough terrain of Moon Delphi 5A and its consequently irregular gravitational pull. Evacuating a damaged station typically takes around a week, so there was no realistic hope of rescuing all inhabitants within the estimated eight-hour window. The irregular motion of the station made docking difficult, and this further limited the efficiency of the evacuation effort. It is thanks to the cool heads and analytical minds of Sirius employees that the starport is still in orbit. With the damaged thrusters back online, Sirius claims that the orbit is stable and that further work is being undertaken to ensure this failure cannot happen again. There are unconfirmed reports that one or more of the other Thargoid damaged stations may have had alignment thrusters similarly affected, but there are no reports of any stations actually crashing out of orbit. It appears that the Thargoids may have developed a more powerful form of attack, and the stations may in future not just be damaged by Thargoid attack, but they may be destroyed entirely. Commanders have hit out at taxi company Apex Interstellar after getting stranded by its no-cancellation policy. There are settlements in what might be considered by some to be impossible places in the galaxy. Places where gravity is too high for anyone to live there, or temperatures too hot to get from the landing pad to the presumably air-conditioned interior. If commanders with their own spaceship take a mission to one of these settlements, set down on the landing pad, and then get told it's unsafe to disembark, then it's no big deal, really. They may not be able to complete the impossible mission, but that's not the end of the world. However, if you take an Apex Interstellar taxi to one of these settlements, you get caught by a double bind. You can't disembark from the taxi because it's either too hot, the gravity's too high, or possibly both. But you can't tell the taxi driver to fly you back to the starport, because Apex Interstellar operates a strict no-returns rule. You're stuck there, in your passenger chair, in the case of a high-gravity world, quite literally stuck there, unable to get out, and unable to take off. With infinite patience, the Apex Interstellar cabbie will wait for you to get off. And when you don't, they'll wait some more. Because the taxi's landed, you can't get a friend to blow you up. You just have to sit there. Forever. Why are Apex taxi drivers so stubborn? Why won't they take you back where you came from? Is it some sort of protest about the low charge they're allowed to make for each journey? Whatever the cause, Apex seems guilty of giving its customers a very poor experience. There is, however, apparently a solution. Using telepresence, and while you're still sitting in your taxi at the unsurvivable destination, 
persuade a friend to invite you to multi-crew with them, and then persuade your friend to self-destruct their ship. You are only a hologram in their ship, but by some magic, when your hologram dies, you will not get transported back to your patiently waiting Apex taxi, but to the last ship you flew. The Apex taxi becomes an unpleasant memory, and you are once again free to roam the galaxy. Following the emergency halting of all fleet carrier movements last week, the Pilots' Federation has cautiously but irreversibly permitted the carriers to resume operations. The halt was called because there were concerns about the fabric of space-time being ripped apart and the reality of the galaxy becoming unstable as these starport-sized megaships zipped back and forth between systems. The Pilots' Federation hired safety consultant Brewer Safeways, a wholly owned but entirely independent subsidiary of Brewer Corporation, to assess the risk to the galaxy and to reality in general and was delighted when it was told that carriers are actually improving the integrity of space-time, and that punching all those holes actually makes space-time lighter and stronger. And there is a vanishingly small risk of the total collapse of the galaxy, and an even smaller risk of an invasion of creatures from another dimension. Other than Thargoids, and they're here already. And in other good news, the unexpected increase in fleet carrier maintenance charges last week turned out to be an accounting error whereby owners were charged for nearly two weeks' maintenance. Brewer Corporation, which runs fleet carrier sales and maintenance, has apologised to its customers for the unfortunate error. Commanders have been getting used to seeing taupe cobras attacking from all sides, as the galaxy once again gets used to the impact of fleet carriers rending holes in reality. But taupe is such a boring colour. Couldn't we have something prettier? Well, the good news is that the galaxy has been to the cosmetics shop and spent some marks on some paint jobs. Over the weekend, the Cobra of Doom was sporting a rather fetching blue paint job, and there's some evidence the galaxy may have been claiming twitch drops, with the ever-present possibility of a purple python. Commanders, too, have been granted access to a very special paint job. The invisible SRV is quite the fashion. Looking perfectly normal to the commander, it is entirely undetectable to teammates and enemy, allowing for stealth attacks with the enemy entirely unable to shoot back. Getting into an invisible SRV does look a bit strange, though. On the subject of blue, the Pilots' Federation decided not to issue the version of the detailed surface scanner that it tried out in the Galaxy simulation. That version, that displayed a multicoloured heat map, was considered too confusing, after the Pilots' Federation failed to issue any instructions on how to use it or what the colours meant. They have instead issued a revised version of the detailed surface scanner that shows only blue thus causing further confusion among commanders who were expecting to see yellow, green and red as well. But at least now the Dyson scanner is completely automated. Just click and hold and the scanner does all the work. Alliance Prime Minister Edmund Mann appears to be on track not only to win a new term in office, but also 
to have a mandate to continue the expansionist policies for which he has become renowned. His proposal is substantially ahead in the popular mandate, and it seems all but certain that when he wins his new six-year term in office, the first Prime Minister ever to serve more than a single term, Mahan will sponsor a tritium mining initiative which will in turn allow a rash of new Alliance starports to be installed across the inhabited bubble. Mahan's rival, Councillor Nakato Kane, stands little chance of winning, and her proposal to mine void opals and fund the production of more rare goods throughout Alliance space seems dead in the water. The Prime Ministerial election will be held on Thursday, delayed from its original date in February, to allow the Alliance to participate in the Galactic Summit. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Creatures from another dimension, from another dimension, from another dimension, another dimension, another dimension, from another dimension.